Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. If you're not hyped from what happened on Thursday, then you have no soul. He's Keyshawn Johnson. He's Jay Williams. I'm Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman. And Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Man, oh, man, I can't even begin to even go into what happened yesterday on Thursday between Major League Baseball getting a new deal. So baseball is going to be back. We're not going to have less games there. Yet Khalil Mack traded to the Los Angeles Chargers another day, third day in a row with a huge NFL trade. And now the AFC West continues to maybe be the best division in football before we play the game. But everybody's still talking about what happened in Philadelphia last night. The Brooklyn Nets, they go into that building. Ben Simmons showered with booze, Keyshawn. But then the Nets were able to put it on them. They were able to say, hey, Ben Simmons, we got your back because we're trusting, hopefully, that someday you're going to have ours. Of course, Jay and and, and Freddie. It, it was one of those games, man. It was must-see TV. I clearly sat there and watched it from beginning to end, just watching Kevin Durant do his thing. But Kyrie Irving, I mean, like, come on, man. Dude barely plays. His legs is so fresh. He's just out there doing work. And then on the Sixers side, what you call him, Jay? You call him the best pick and roll in the history of the NBA? Yeah, it has pick, a chance to be. They didn't pick pop or roll. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Are you not entertained, people? This is why we play sports. I love the key. I love the animosity. Are you gonna be okay? I love the anger. I need all the storylines. I love when I see KD take a charge and they get called a blocking foul and him and Joel and B barking back and forth at each other. I love when I see Seth Curry married to Doc Rivers' daughter, Callie Rivers, and now he's giving the what? snarl look. Yeah, I'm dropping 20 plus on you guys because you traded me. I love when I see Kyrie Irving, the assassin out there, dancing on James Harden. And where is James Harden in big games? What is going on? I I, I just think this is blockbuster TV. And now what I love, Freddie, yeah, I got out of my chair. I'm hyped about it. Because it's about damn time we get this kind of venom in basketball. Key, when we were growing up, you will go to the park. Sometimes you will get in a fight at the park. You had a dude you didn't rock with. I don't like that dude. I'm going to keep his tail off the court. Yeah, you lost. Stand here on the sideline and wait 30 minutes to play. That's what last night was for me. And that was remember, real basketball, man. You got to remember, Jay, I grew up in the Celtic Laker rivalry. That's when I grew up. So I, I appreciate and understand how things go when it's in heated situation. Mm. It was so heated last night. But I, I loved it because that was the first time I re- really saw Kevin Durant Really bark at somebody like really well. You bark. saw him bark at me though, but that's another. Well, thing. I mean, that's a, I, oh, see, that's, that's wow. off the court. Look at it, reverse that's off the court. Look yeah, now you gonna get you gonna get it started again. But when yeah, he's he fine. Just don't he, learn. He focus on them. He's fine. When you see <laughs> KD barking, he barking at him, not away from him. Most uh-huh. of the time, dudes barking, they back up, but mm-hmm. he toe to toe. I'm out. You outweigh me by 100 pounds, but I ain't even worried about it. You can't. You ain't gonna scare me with the big talk or nothing like that. I'm gonna show you why I'm KD and I'm the world's best. One of the things about that I saw last night that was really evident, not just Kevin Durant, not just Kyrie Irving, not just Seth Curry, everybody on the Brooklyn Nets side took that personal. Mm-hmm. The coaching staff. It was just a different feel from that basketball team. And yeah, all the pomp and circumstance with the whole Ben Simmons thing, returning, not playing, being on the bench. It was if Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, everybody said, you know, enough's enough. When, when are we going to stand up for something or fall for anything? Mm. And I don't know what's going to look like for the Brooklyn Nets from this point on, but if they are able to go on and get to the NBA Finals, 
or win an NBA championship. I wonder how much all of us are going to go back to last night and circle that and say, yep, maybe that's when the what? Brooklyn Nets became the Brooklyn Nets, Key and Jay. Jay, let me ask you this, though, because I, I, don't, I don't subscribe to this because that's just not in my DNA as a football player. Like, when I show up, I show up. I don't show up one week and then don't show up the next. I showed up every single week. What is it with James Harden? 3 of 17 shooting, 0 for 10 on two point. I mean, like, what is the issue? But I don't know what the issue is, but it's a very apparent. I mean, we, we, we saw this on the halftime show the guys talking about last night. I've seen it in Western Conference Finals games. I, I, I've seen it during the playoffs. It's something about big games. And, and that's what I said before. You know, one of my biggest takeaways, with the exception of Chicago, and, and, and Key, I'm starting to, even though I'm a Chicago Bulls fan, I feel like they missed an opportunity at the trade deadline to become a lot better. Yeah. But, like, when you see James give up those big numbers, you're like, well, hold on a second, man. Like, that's against Minnesota. Like, and I respect Minnesota. They're going to make the playoffs, but towards the bottom end. That's against the New York Knicks. They are playing better, but still, meaningless games. Games that mean something, that's where you're ready to see James Harden take that next step and own that moment. And that's going to be a huge question for the 76ers. And you know what else they're missing? They're missing shooting, man. Like, they're missing – all this stuff, like guys well, knocking down yeah. shots from the outside because Joel and James draw so much attention. Yeah, and, and Curry is now with the Nets, so that's not going to help him out one bit. But when you look at it, James Harden is going to come under this criticism because, as I said yesterday, they acquired him to win a championship. They didn't acquire him to go to the playoffs the next year and the year after. Same thing with KD, KD, Ben Simmons. And, and uh, Kyrie Irving. The Nets didn't go out and get Ben Simmons and sign KD and Kyrie two years ago to win a championship three years from now. They trying to get it done yesterday. Either way, yesterday was fantastic. We'll see going forward. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. He's Keyshawn Johnson, J. Williams, Freddie coming in from Max Kellerman on ESPN Radio and also ESPN2. We mentioned Kevin Durant, and boy, he and Joel and B were barking at each other when Kevin Durant tried to take that charge, and they were fat-mouthing like a bunch of angry teenagers <laughs> at the it. mall. And then the next thing you know, Kevin Durant gets the and one, and he didn't have to say a word to Joel and B. Check out what he talked about, about not just about the pomp and circumstance of Ben Simmons, but making sure that the game did a lot of speaking for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I mean, he already knew we, we had his back, but it just felt good to quiet all of them down midway through the game. And, you know, it was very quiet towards the end. We ain't hear no more Ben Simmons, ben Simmons chance from, from the Sixers fans. There was more Nets fans in here than anything, so it was good. Man, I wish I could have been in that arena. <laughs> Man, I'm trying to tell you, last night during the third quarter, I'm watching KD at the free throw line. Man, he, he had yanked Tobias Harris so hard. Ooh. Oh, and the visual Ooh. of him just uh, – anyway, he's at the free throw line. And you're hearing chants inside the Wells Fargo Arena saying MVP, MVP. And the 76ers fans tried to drown it out, but they couldn't. And I, I give them some credit because we knew there were going to be a lot of single shots of Ben Simmons at the whole game. My man was just cool, calm, and collective. Mm -hmm. Even when they were up 20, yeah. you didn't see him talk no trash. You didn't see him flex. He had smiles. He was dapping up his teammates. But you can tell he, like, he was focused on absorbing all that energy in that building at the time. Yeah, but he shouldn't even yeah. – I mean, like, Jay, what, what are you going to bark back for, right? I mean, at the end of the day, like you said, you crack oh. a smile. That smile going to tell everything, right? And, and I'm sure with the social media wave that we in, 
the age of social media, those smiles was over everybody's phones anyway. So whoever was sitting at the top of the Raptors, they got a chance to look down at their phone and see them smiling. Yeah, and Freddie, I just want to add one last thing before sure. I know we're about to go to break, is that I am not sure that the Nets are going to get there. Oh, key. Why? Key. They're five games behind Cleveland for six. Okay. Yeah. They're eighth right now. They're they two. Might... And, they're two and a half games behind Toronto. If they were to play Toronto, okay. Kyrie Irving cannot play that entire series. He can't play that entire. He can't play in Toronto, and he can't play at home. So Ooh. even if they were to flip flop that seven or eight, like that's the matchup you're worried about because of the mandates. Because of the mandates. Ooh. So like that. That's it, it's concerning about that, man. Well, maybe Toronto will go back down to Tampa. <laughs> oh yeah, because Florida's not a super spreader event at all. No, not at all. Down in the state of but Florida, but ain't no mandate. But there's no mandates. That's, that's going to be an interesting point because yes. if you're the, the Brooklyn Nets, could be almost of a future unlived if this is not able to take pace with Kyrie Irving being essentially still a part-time player. And then you see last night what he's able to do, and a lot of people are saying, "Man, that's why something needs to happen." We'll see if that's going to happen. That could be out of the control of Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets, but they were in control last night. And boy, did they put on the Philadelphia 76ers and their fans. And that's part of Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. He's Keyshawn Johnson. He's Jay Williams. I'm Freddie Coleman. In for Max Kellerman on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Other than that happening in between Brooklyn and Philadelphia on Thursday, the NFL can't stop, won't stop, because we got the return of the Mac to the AFC West. They dominate the headlines with another blockbuster trade after another blockbuster trade after another blockbuster trade. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn Johnson, J. Will, and Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Oh, yes, yeah, the return of the Mac back to that division. We all remember Khalil Mack when he played for the Raiders organization. Then John Gruden, when he was the coach, traded him to the Chicago Bears, and they gave up a haul for him. But now he's back in that division with the Los Angeles Chargers. He's got Joey Bosa, the Chargers expected to send a 2023 mm. second and sixth round pick to the Bears in return for Khalil Mack. One of the things about this, Keyshawn, and you and I have talked about this before, and I'll never forget your former coach, Bill Parcells, said if you can't win in your division, then you're going to have problems. This is all about making sure with a division loaded with those quarterbacks and Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Derek Carr, that you got to find a guy who can still come out that corner 150 miles an hour and knock down a quarterback and Khalil Mack going to the Chargers. Yeah, you know, Freddie, the great thing about Khalil Mack going to the Chargers, he gets a fresh start and a rebirth. 
right? In Chicago, things didn't go nearly the way I'm sure the Chicago Bears fans had hoped. They thought that they were getting the Lawrence Taylor for the Chicago Bears. They thought that that's what they were going to inherit. Although he had Pro Bowl years in Chicago, but he didn't give them exactly what they hoped. But now I think when you go and you pair him with Joey Bosa and Derwin James on that defensive side of the ball, I think things could be really, really crazy. It'll be interesting to see if if uh, Owusu comes back, the other outside linebacker. I think he's in free agent this year, but if they could retain him and pair him, Nuchana Owusu, along with Khalil Mack, they got two edge rushers that can certainly go get the quarterback. Hey, Evan, quick question for you because you're you're like a football encyclopedia. Who was Khalil Mack's quarterbacks while he was in Chicago? Mitch Trubisky, Justin Fields, Nick okay. Foles, right. Andy Dalton. Okay. So, I, I just – man, your mm-hmm. quarterback – Super Bowl champion Nick Foles, I was corrected. Oh, stop wow. it. Wow. Who corrected you? Oh, the Eagles fan. This is can't, You can't say anything after what happened last Jeez. night in your city. Stop. With small change James coming Take up short again. I can, fellas. <laughs> Jeez. All I'm going to say key for, for Khalil Mack is – and sometimes when you have a next-level quarterback, especially when your defense is somewhat decent, it, it kind of hides a lot of things. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so curious now with him and Joey Bosa, like especially Khalil Mack coming off an injury from last year, how we will now look at him, a chance to revive his career. Well, it'll be a different situation for Khalil Mack. You mentioned Bosa. I mentioned Derwin James. You also got to remember Asante Samuel uh, Jr.'s over there as well, playing at the cornerback position. So when you start to look at their defensive makeup with Brandon Staley, a former defensive coordinator with the Rams, head coach now with the Chargers, he's setting, he's getting ready to try and set a precedent. He understands there's three quarterbacks in the league in that particular division, and Patrick Mahomes, along with now the the newly acquired Russell Wilson, and then Derek Carr with the Las Vegas Raiders, that they've got to somehow – get after these quarterbacks and make them feel the pain. And how you do it is you go get a pass rush specialist like a Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack has plenty of gas left in the tank, Freddie. And when you think about it, he's on a much better team than he was in Chicago. Even a much better team than he was in Oakland when he played for the Oakland Raiders. This team is loaded on the offensive side of the ball at the receiver position. Keenan Allen, they went out and they signed Mike Williams back to a big deal just the other day. We know what the quarterback of Justin Herbert is all about. So Austin uh, Austin Eckler at the running back position, the tight end, the left tackle, and Slater. This team is poised to really make a strong run in the AFC West. But, Keith, you got my point, right? Like when, when when he was in Chicago, when your defense is on the field 70% of the time, Yes. Like those, like, that can end up draining, right? So yeah. I know people are like, well, you know, he didn't really live with the expectations. And you're like, well, you need a formidable offense, too, to help relieve the defense to a degree. In modern NFL, by the way, Keyshawn, Jay Will and Max, Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman along with Jay Williams and Keyshawn Johnson, ESPN Radio and ESPN2. In modern NFL, guys, and we all know this, if you have a quarterback, you feel so much better. But also in modern NFL, Khalil Mack can do the same thing potentially for the Chargers that we saw Von Miller do for the Los Angeles Rams. It's not about Khalil Mack playing a whole bunch of snaps. But when he's in there and he's got support and he's got help, he can have an effect. Because look at Von Miller. Von Miller wasn't out there playing a whole bunch of snaps for the Los Angeles Rams. But he was so effective because now he had Aaron Donald around him. He had those guys where he wasn't just doing it by himself, having to carry the load. Khalil Mack can go out there, and if he plays 35 to 40 snaps, that's 35 to 40 snaps a guy that's going to be really, really fresh getting after the quarterback. He might have the same effect. 
for the Chargers. And how ironic is it in the same city that Vaughn Miller did last year when they got him for the Los Angeles Rams? There's no, no doubt he could, it. and especially come playoff time. I mean, this mm-hmm. is a to me, this is a playoff move. Uh, you know, regular season, he plays, he gets his snaps, whatever the case is. But we need him for a three-game stretch. That's what we need him for. And, Key, I mean, now with all these incredible quarterbacks in the AFC West, you got to think you know, certain teams like, you know, do we does Chandler Jones get a big-time contract now? You know, from Arizona, does Jadavian Clowney get a big contract now? Because teams are going to try to boost up their defense to try to get at some of these quarterbacks that throw them off their game. And desperation. Yeah. Because if you don't yeah. have something or you believe you need it to push you over the top, that is something that we have seen so far when it comes to Russell Wilson being traded on Tuesday, then Carson Wentz being traded on Wednesday, and Khalil Mack being traded on Thursday. So now we got the Friday. And we're asking a key, Jay and Max on Twitter, fill in the blank. Who will be traded from the blank to the blank on Friday? I'll throw one out there. I could see Christian McCaffrey being traded today. Ooh. Of the Carolina Panthers. They're listening to offers. Usually somebody says they're listening to something. That's page one that they're telling you. They're already on page 20 to 30, 25 that they've talked to people that I could see a Christian McCaffrey being moved on a Friday. Amari Cooper. I Mar- can see that's Amari a Cooper being gone. Okay. I mean, you know, I can see that. Yeah, Amari. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can see Amari Cooper going to the Patriots on Keyshawn's Wait, you said, you said what, Evan? Well, Amari Cooper, can't, they're going to cut him. They're going to cut him, yeah. No, so, they could, I, I said they could trade they him, could though, trade too. Him, though. They could they're still not, trade him. They, they could still trade him. They don't necessarily have to cut him. I know people saying that they're going to cut him, but their salary cap charge, whether they trade him or cut him, is the same thing. Yeah, I can see McCaffrey going to Arizona Cardinals. I can see that. You hope Kyler Murray, he fits what they do, mm. something like that. All of a sudden, Cliff Kingsbury is that kind of guy that can be a Swiss Army knife in that offense. I could see that on a Friday. Could you – I mean, I'm just going to throw it out there because I yeah. saw Adam Schefter report about t- yesterday. I know it's not a trade. Could you see Colin Kaepernick playing back in the league? <laughs> I know he's been out of the game for six years, but is, yeah. when you look at a wow. team like Seattle, is that possible? Key, do you see that as being feasible at all? Seattle, I think Seattle kicked the tires on him several mm-hmm. years ago uh, to back up Russell Wilson, but nothing went there. I, I mean, I guess. I, I'm sure he's in shape. I'm sure he can still throw. I mean, I'm guessing. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, they need a quarterback. Yeah. Seattle needs a QB. Twitter would literally melt if that happened. Seriously. Literally. Twitter would literally break. Well, whatever Kyle team you have. Whatever team you have. Any team. I don't, I don't care if it's the CFL. If, 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 you, if Colin Kaepernick gets back in the National Football League, I can't even imagine what that would sound like or even the narrative, not just in the National Football League. I'm talking about across different platforms. But it's just funny. You say his name and people pause. People, Absolutely, uh, yeah. Because we, we both pause when Keyshawn put it out, then when you put it out. There. Yeah, but we it's like you, you look at the numbers. You're like, the numbers are bad. The numbers were realistic, so, you know, I, I get the pause because of all the other stuff that he stood for, but right. just on the field, it's not outlandish. Yeah. 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 We'll see what happens. We also started the start of the show that it was a huge day all around the sports. We'll get to the news that quite positive impacts you the most. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Well, I guess we can't say take us out to the ball game because it did not seem that that was going to happen for a while. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max with Keyshawn Johnson, J. Williams, and Freddie Coleman, and for Max Kellerman on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. So we are going to have a 162-game season despite the delay to the 2022 season. Let's bring in Buster, only ESPN Major League Baseball insider. Hit him on Twitter. What it is right That's now. right. Buster underscore ESPN. That is his Twitter handle. Buster, it took a while, but we got it done. But how did this get done after all that time to make sure that we were not going to have a baseball season that was not going to be had? essentially a revolt, a takeover among the rank-and-file players saying, we need to get back to work. You know, during these negotiations, uh, you know, the players, I think, among the rank-and-file that I was speaking with agents, you know, they liked the fact that uh, younger players were going to have a higher minimum salary. They liked the fact that a negotiated pool of $50 million for a young player, you know, had been worked out. The CBT levels that we talked about, competitive balance tax, you know, the, those levels have gone and so yesterday, when the owner sent the proposal to the Players Association, the executive committee of the union, which is mostly comprised of Scott Boris clients, they voted 8-0 against the deal, unanimous against the deal. But when the player reps spoke with the rank-and-file players, they were like, no. Oh. <laughs> they overwhelmingly voted to go back to work 26-4 to within the team votes. And that's how we got to this moment. The, the middle class, the rank and file players saying, enough, we need to go forward and, and get back on the field. Buster, when guys start missing those paychecks who aren't making the big time money, I mean, every dollar counts. What, what's the most important thing you think that will impact fans that we need to know thus far? Oh, boy. Well, I mean, you know, just to have baseball back yeah. uh, with, with theoretical labor peace over the next five years. And it's going to it's going to be an absolute jumpstart from the get go. Um, you know, Jay, there are almost 300 available players between free agents and trades uh, starting last night. So you're going to see before we get to opening day, an average of 10 to 15 players find teams every day. It's going to be absolutely wild. Uh, and, and I think that'll at least give a, you know, a momentary opportunity for fans to forget about all the labor ugliness that's gone on over the last, uh, you know, last three months. And I am going to be curious going forward uh, if there's going to be more effort uh, on the union side, on Major League Baseball side, to repair what has been a horrific re- working relationship between these two sides. Buster, when you, when you look up and you say to yourself changes were being made in this year's uh, Major League Baseball, obviously the DH situation, now we got it in the National League when they're at the home parks as well as on the road where we only had it in the AL at home in the past. What other big changes are happening in 2023? Well, they'll move the postseason playoff field from 10 teams to 12 teams. And you mentioned the DH, uh, which is a big deal because all of a sudden, if you're a Nelson Cruz, you know, you're an MVP level hitter, you don't have just half of the teams to talk to. You can now talk with National League teams as well. You know, the Mets, 
you have Robinson Cano coming back. All of a sudden, they have the opportunity to look at DH. Some of the other substantive changes, key that are going to happen, probably won't be till next year. This is not in stone, but uh, Major League Baseball is in a position now to implement a pitch clock, uh, you know, to to uh, regulate shifts, defensive shifts, maybe keep, uh, you know, to use the phrase, spikes in the dirt for infielders to stay in the infield or on their respective side of second base. I think a lot of those major changes, electronic strike zone, those will happen in future years, not this year. This year, DH, expanded postseason. Great stuff by Buster Olin, ESPN Major League Baseball Insider. Hit him on Twitter, Buster underscore ESPN, or Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Now we get to more of the money part because mm-hmm. free agency is underway, Buster, and there's still guys out there. Freddie Freeman of the Atlanta Braves, Clayton Kershaw of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Carlos Correa. Hey, Carlos Correa, no doubt, of the Houston Astros. Who could sign where and when now that free agency is really going to ramp up? Freddie, a year ago, people around baseball assumed that Freddie Freeman was going to go back to the Atlanta Braves, but that perspective has changed dramatically. Uh, you know, the Braves last year, uh, you know, had a tremendous year. They finished second in attendance. They win the World Series, and yet they don't have a deal with Freddie. And as one agent told me, they turned it into a competition with him, and other teams are hovering <laughs> like vultures and waiting to strike. I think the Yankees are going to seriously explore perhaps pursuing Freddie. Uh, you know, they've already talked about it internally. The Dodgers, the Toronto Blue Jays, other teams as well. Uh, Carlos Correa, you know, turned down a big overture from the Detroit Tigers before we had the lockout on December 1st. It'll be interesting to see if he circled back, maybe has conversations with the Dodgers, maybe he uh, talks to his old team, the Houston Astros. Uh, Trevor Story's a big name who's going to be talked about. And the trades are going to be plentiful. The Oakland Athletics essentially are going to set up a fire sale of a lot of their guys. Matt Chapman, Matt Olson. If the Braves lose Freddie Freeman, I wouldn't at all be surprised to see them, uh, you know, perhaps try to make a trade with Oakland or sign Anthony Rizzo. It's going to be absolute chaos. And by the way, I mentioned you know sort of how the labor agreement fell. The middle class among the players, guys, is going to get destroyed. They are going to pay for this lockout uh, because they're just a supply and demand. There's so many unsigned players that it's going to be like a game of musical chairs. And you're going to see guys who maybe in past years might have gotten $5 million, have to settle for a million bucks or $2 million. It's going to be a scramble for a lot of those mid-level guys to get jobs. Buster, I, I think Clayton Kershaw's come to an end as a Dodger, I would assume, right? And if that is the case... Where is he going to sign? Yeah, and it's an interesting question. I, I think of, you know the, the baseball executives that I've spoken with believe that Kershaw, if he continues to play, uh, would, will find a way back to the Dodgers. He's got a great working relationship there. Um, you know, there have been questions about how he is physically. We haven't heard from Clayton in a long time. The, the thought was going into the winter – was that this spring he was going to start playing catch and see how he felt physically and then make a decision about what he wants to do. I think if he makes it clear, look, I want to, I want to pitch in 2022, that he and the Dodgers will work something out. We'll just have to wait and see on that. There's always been speculation that he would sign with his hometown team, the Texas Rangers. The Rangers have already spent a lot of money this winter. Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, they're trying to ramp up. Kershaw would be a great leader for that team. Uh, does he want to leave L.A.? Uh, does he want to continue his legacy with the Dodgers? I mean, it really comes down to me what Clayton wants to do. What, what other moves 
can we see the Dodgers make, if not Kershaw, because we certainly have a few holes, the Seager situation that we got to take a look at to try to replace. Yeah, Key, they have to decide what they're going to do with Kenley Jansen. Uh, you know, are they going to spend big on him as a free agent um, and bring him back to, to pitch to the back of the bullpen? He took a big step forward last year. His fastball velocity was up. But among other players outside, Freddie Freeman, is. It, it would be a really a great natural connection with them, especially now that they have the DH because you got Max Muncy, you got Freddie Freeman, you got Justin Turner. You could rotate, uh, you know, those guys. Uh, at the DH position, Freddie could play first base. Uh, you know, he's from California. Uh, and the Dodgers, maybe what Freddie wants at age 32 now, might fit what the Dodgers want to do. As you know, they don't really invest, other than Mookie Betts, huge long-term deals in players. So if they pay him very well for a four- or five-year deal, that might fit what Freddie wants. I think that's the name to watch, if, uh, the big name to watch uh, for you, Key, as a Dodger fan. Well, mm. what Freddie wants, Freddie should get. And I'm speaking as a person named Freddie from that standpoint, so I'm all for that when it comes to Freddie Freeman, number one. Real quick, Buster, 30 seconds before we let you go. We never want to say winners and losers involving these kind of negotiations, but in your opinion, who really won this stalemate between the players and the owners of Major League Baseball? I think that the players generally won with some of the improvements that we talked about. I mentioned the middle class is going to get hammered. There was nothing really done on tanking in that issue the owners definitely lost uh, in terms of the PR war, the way this played out, social media, and the fact that they were responsible for the shutdown when they uh, implemented the lockout on December 1st. He is a national treasure. That's why he's just Buster, what it is right now, oldie, ESPN Major League Baseball <laughs> insider. Hit him on Twitter, Buster underscore ESPN. Great stuff as always as we have baseball back, which means that it's Buster time when it comes to ESPN. I hey, appreciate you, Buster. Hey, Thanks Buster, so I sent you a DM. What, what baseball games you taking me to this year? I'm piggybacking. Wow. I'm going with you. Really? Yes, yeah, I want to go to a baseball go. game with we'll Buster. It, Where then. are we going? I'm going. I will come meet you on the road wherever you are. <laughs> that's awesome. That would be fun. Okay, that means you know, right. Bust. That's his code for saying that you're gonna pay for everything. That's why he's piggybacking off that. <laughs> he's not paying for anything. He's putting it on your dime from your credit card from that standpoint. <laughs> Take it easy, Bust. We'll All talk right, to Buster. you soon. Thanks, guys. And by the way, the Dodgers already the favorites to win the World Series according to Caesar Sportsbook. The yes, top 10 that best is odds. correct. Yeah, that is correct according to Keyshawn Johnson Sportsbook. Dodgers six to one odds. Astros nine to one. Yankees Mets eleven to one. White Sox. Blue Jays twelve to one, Braves thirteen to one, Rays fourteen to one, Padres fifteen to one, Brewers sixteen to one. So everybody knows I'm like the biggest baseball fan on this show. Mm-hmm. And yesterday I was following Jeff Passon's Twitter. Aside from him getting hacked, hacked, yeah. hacked yeah. One of the things he tweeted was that the international draft they've reached an agreement on, and then they started to you know move towards an agreement. And the only thing I could think of was the scene in Wedding Crashers when they agree on the airline miles and they're like, all right, we agreed on something. Let's move on. Like nobody understands the international draft. Nobody knows why one side wants it and one side doesn't. Right. Nobody knows any of that. But what we do know is it sort of got the ball moving and it got them momentum towards a deal. The only thing I could think of was that scene from Wedding Crashers where (laughs) Owen Wilson's like, yeah, we got a deal. Let's move on. You agreed on airline miles. That's the only thing that counts. Wait, is Jeff passing into NFTs? Is that how he got hacked? Is that how this whole thing? I don't know what happened from that standpoint, but either way, Jeff (laughs) Jeff passing was funny about it on Twitter. Out of all the days to get hacked. Exactly. Yeah, that day. (laughs) That day. It's it's a conspiracy wrapped up in a whole Jeff passing enigma from that standpoint. I can talk about being hacked. I wouldn't even even 
even I wasn't mm. even going there, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to leave it alone. Actually, I was going to say Jay. I was going to say, wait a say minute, hold on. Jay, you've been hacked before. I'm call it out now. I, I think Key I think is more mad that you called yourself Come on, Emo, you don't do Come it. on. I was going to get him, but then I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't want to get messy. That's how you beat Key. You got to beat him to the punch. You got to yeah, say it Jay, first. Yeah, Jay, you've been hacked before. Yeah, KD has barked at me before. <laughs> I got what? it. Let's go. Is this? A, do we need like a couch or like a psychiatry session from this standpoint? <laughs> We've been having sessions on air. <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max brought to you by your local psychiatrist and Toyota. Make a powerful <laughs> statement every time you pull up in the pickup. That's five changing the game. The all-new Tundra Toyota. Let's go places. Right now, let's let you go place and get you caught up in the biggest stars in the week in the NFL. We're going to play Take the Field. Everyone is hype on that guy. Beats the buzzer with a three. Is it a touchdown? Yes! Well hit towards the corner. God! Are you or are you with the field? All right, Evan Will, now producer of the show. You're going to do a little take the field. You throw it at us, the scenarios, and we have to make a choice one or the other. So, Evan Wilner, the floor is yours on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Yeah, so Aaron Rodgers returns to the Packers. He's going for his third straight MVP. So Aaron Rodgers or the field right now to win the MVP, Keith? Aaron Rodgers, third straight MVP. Everything is calm, cool, collective in Green Bay. He has Devontae Adams back. They rolling. He needs to get to the Super Bowl. He's got to play his best ball. Third straight MVP. I just I don't know if I see Aaron Rodgers win MVP. I'll take the field, just probability and percentages. But I swear, if the Chiefs can get – a top wide receiver option. If they get a wide receiver two option, if that's Amari Cooper or that's Jarvis Landry, I will go with Patrick Mahomes for winning MVP. I'm going to take the field, and I'll give you Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills because that guy is an elite quarterback mm. in the National Football League. And after what happened in that playoff game against the Kansas City Chiefs, and you thought he was motivated before last year at the losing AFC Championship game, he is not about to let Buffalo regress to another playoff round and not progress. So, I'll take the field, and I'll put my money right now on Josh Allen, the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. Mm. The AFC West is now loaded. Four quarterbacks who all could lead their team to the Super Bowl. So, an AFC— Are you saying Russell Wilson could lead his team to the Super Bowl? Could. Is that what you're saying? He won't, but he could. <laughs> I was about to say, there's no way he's saying <laughs> there that. There it is. Could. There's Evan. He there won't. he really is. All right. An AFC West team <laughs> or the field to win the AFC and be in the Super Bowl. Key, who are you taking? I'm going to take the field. Uh, I, I, I like the fact that the AFC West is loaded. The, you know, the, the Chargers, the Raiders, the Broncos, and the Kansas City Chiefs. But, you know, there are the Baltimore Ravens, and there could be a Cleveland Brown, a Buffalo Bill, a New England Patriot. You know, there won't be a New York Jet, though. Did you just no. say there could be a Cleveland Brown? Hmm. Key, really? Hey, man, if Baker Mayfield stays healthy, that defense plays well. They figure out the receiver position. They got the recipe on the running game. I mean, that that that's there. Baker Mayfield was banged up a year ago. Let's be yeah. honest with each other. Yeah, the you. year that he was healthy, he took the Kansas City Chiefs down to the wire. Yeah, I think I heard about five ifs in that statement. So, well, I mean, I yeah, of course yeah. it's an if. <laughs> I, I, I'll go. I'll go. Yeah, let's. I'll go Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I think Kansas City, yeah. if they do get that wide receiver two option that I was talking about earlier, I'll go with Kansas City. Is Patrick Mahomes still alive? Yes. Then I'm taking the AFC that, West team exactly. called Kansas City. It's going to be hard. Think about this. They can make five straight AFC championship games. But that's how much affection I have for that team and that offense that no matter who's playing wide receiver, 
they're going to figure it out. Because well, you they just, got that you guy. just picked hey. Josh Allen to win the shootout well, in the last segment. No, he can win the MVP in the regular season. Ah. But I'm not what talking if, about what, it. Yeah. Go ahead, what Katie. if Matt Nagy's calling the plays? <laughs> yeah, well, Shoot, Matt, why, watch Matt. Matt Nagy's going to get recooked, re-microwaved, Key. Yeah, it's it going to happen. Way. You already know it's going to happen. I think, any, I think anybody would rather, him, rather call the plays than actually determine, determine the decisions for a team from that standpoint. They're going to be like, oh, what a great play call by Matt Nagy. Yeah. Even though Eric Bieniemy is the one calling the plays. You play. already know let's, it, Key. Let's not start that conversation, no matter how true that is, Key. No doubt about that. <laughs> Rodgers is back with the Packers. We mentioned it. The Packers or the field to get to the Super Bowl in the NFC, Key? I, I take the Packers. I think the Packers are going to get it done this year. They've tried the last three years. Obviously, we saw the big fail against the San Francisco 49ers, and we saw the two NFC championship games. Uh, but I think that this time around, Aaron Rodgers has so much to prove. He's going to be on his A game from the beginning to the end. Has to be. My mind tells me to take the Packers, but my gut is just going to mess with people and say the Dallas Cowboys. So I'll take the field. Wow. I mean, it better. Okay. Uh, okay. What else? I mean, come on, uh. Dallas. What are we doing here? Yeah. I mean, Dak Prescott. Yeah. He got the bag last year. We're asking him to work through that. They uh -huh. have all the wide receiver options. They have the running game. They have their defense has gotten better. What are they missing? Yeah. Oh, they're missing yeah. a lot of connectivity with the Cowboys. One way or the other, other something happens. I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers, and here's why. For my money going into this season, he has more pressure than anybody else. Everything on the field and off the field. He's got power church and state with that organization. And plus, ever since he won the Super Bowl, he is 7-9 and nine in playoff games. Mm. In the regular season, the last 12 years, 390 touchdown passes, only 61 interceptions. But 7-9 and nine in playoff games. I believe he's going to overcome that pressure. I'll take Aaron Rodgers over the field to win the Super Bowl. Mm. All right, Russell Wilson or the field to be the next Broncos quarterback to play in the Super Bowl. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the field. I, I think that when you look at it, Russell Wilson has about four more Russell Wilson type seasons left in him. I don't think that the Denver Broncos get out of the AFC at all. It's too tough a division, too tough of a conference. You know, by the time he's done, they're gonna be looking for another quarterback. Yeah, I'll take the field. I, I think they're the third best team in the division, yet alone the, the mm -hmm. conference. And when you start looking at how loaded the conferences with the Chiefs, the Bills, the Ravens, the Bengals, the Titans, I mean, all, they all trump the Broncos, in my opinion. Yeah, what you two guys said. Let's move on. Bills. <laughs> all right. We talked about Josh Allen, potential MVP. Bills are the field to win the Super Bowl. I take the field. I think it's too difficult when you lose major pieces on a coaching staff not only do you lose your offensive coordinator and your brain trust in Brian Dable, you also lost some other assistant coaches that decided to go with him to the New York Giants. And now you have a young man in Ken Dorsey who played the quarterback position but has never called plays in the National Football League who is now in the brain trust of that offense. So it's going to be very difficult for them to even get out of the AFC East against the New England Patriots as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I'll take the field as well. I, I love watching Josh Allen play. I, I love Bills Mafia, their fan base. It's just the lack of the running game, and, and so much relies upon Josh Allen each and every game. And those two little small running backs they got, I, just, I wish they had something that was more like sustainable and had the, the body to just punish people mm -hmm. and get those yards and those possessions when Josh Allen didn't have to do it. Did you say two small running backs? Yes. <laughs> Shut wow. up. Wow, you knew that was going to happen. 
Why did it take me a moment to even recognize where you were going with that? You fell right for the rap poison when put it out there, man. You're way smaller than me. Key, get out of here. Key, did you borrow Stephen A's evil laugh? Like, that sounded evil. Yeah. I mean, that rap poison was yummy that Jay fell for from Keyshot. I'm with you guys. I'm I'm going to take the field when it comes to the Buffalo Bills. But I will say this. At a certain point, your best running back can't be your quarterback. I don't care if you got small running backs or whatever you got to do, but you can't allow Josh Allen to play that way because that's going to catch up no matter how big and strong he is playing that position. Freddie, then follow-up question. Do they trade for Christian McCaffrey? Panthers connection, Bills, Sean McDermott was there in Carolina. If you're going to bring a guy like that, Evan, to your point, to reduce that kind of pressure on both of on both of these guys. You bring Chris McCaffrey, now he's not the bell cow for that team. You bring him in, and now Josh Allen doesn't have to do all of those kind of things. And plus, now your defense not playing as many snaps as well. That would be a perfect match, having Chris McCaffrey mm. go there if you're the Buffalo Bills. I should have asked Brandon that. Percentage <laughs> yeah. chances of you thinking Christian McCaffrey actually finishing the season being healthy. Uh, I don't have a, I, I I don't have a lot of faith, but yeah. I also don't know that it's entirely on him. I think they've used him in Absolutely. in different ways that have caused him to get injured. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think a team like the Bills would use him differently. They, he wouldn't be the every down back. He wouldn't be the only weapon that they would have. I think in Buffalo, he has a better chance to stay healthy because of the way they can use him. 49ers or the field, last one, for where Jimmy G plays next year. The field. I think Jimmy G is on the move. Uh, You know, they got to move on with Trey Lance and get Trey Lance on the football field. You keep wasting time with Jimmy G, who now is having shoulder surgery. You bring him back. That's one more year. You got to wait for Trey Lance. You can get something for Jimmy G now. You don't get anything in the end for Jimmy G. So I I would think he's in the field for sure. Yeah, I would say the field too. I I think Indy's going to make a hard push. For Jimmy G, considering the way they let Carson Wentz go, I think he's in the plan. If they don't make a hard push for him, then what are the Pittsburgh Steelers doing? Because mm. I don't believe Mason Rudolph can be your starting quarterback. Mm. And Jimmy Garoppolo, 35 and 17, is a starting quarterback. You're not asking to be Patrick Mahomes, but in a better situation for him, psychologically, if you're not Pittsburgh, it's got to be the Colts as well. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, thanks for joining us here on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. A blowout of the Sixers by the Nets, but who's still not all in on Brooklyn to win it all? That's next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.